0: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
1: Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Decomplicating Dressage podcast. For those of you that are new here, my name is Jess Gale and this podcast is all about training your horse in a simple, uncomplicated way. In this episode, we are talking about how you can use less rein in your training and more seat and leg aids instead. We are always being told that we need to use our leg and seat aids more, that our seat is an incredibly effective, rarely used tool that we all should use more of and we need to stop using our reins so much but why is using our reins a bad thing? What should we be using our reins for? How do we go about using more seat and leg aids? And how do we get our horse round or ride downwards transitions or collect our horse using less rein? If you enjoy this episode then please do share it. The best way to do this is on social media and you can tag us in it too to let us know what you think. So when we first learn to ride, if you are like me, you were taught kick means go faster, pull means slow down, pull on the left rein means turn left and pull on the right rein means turn right. The problem with this happens when you try to then undo this to teach about things like the inside leg to outside rein connection or a half halt, which goes against everything that a rider has been taught up to that point. So the rider then ends up having to undo bad habits that they were taught were good habits and the right thing to do i'm not saying that we need to change how we teach someone how to ride and i don't think there is a uncomplicated way that we could do this better but what i am saying is that at the beginning we are taught to use our reins more than our leg in our seat and then as we progress through the dressage scales and kind of become better dressage riders, we have to unpick that to reverse the cycle a little bit. So we end up using more seat and leg aids and less rain. So why is using our reins a bad thing? Essentially, it's not. Our reins have a purpose, just like our leg and our seat aids have a purpose. The problem only comes when riders start using their reins instead of using their leg and seat aids, or if they end up just using their rein aids on their own. So, for example, with a downward transition, the ideal situation is that the rider uses her seat to compress the horse's body, transfers the weight onto the hind legs. The leg is there to keep the hind legs active, engaged, and pushing into the contact. The rein is there to compress the neck a little and maintain that balance and the straightness with the shoulders. What happens though when a rider just uses her reins and not her leg or her seat is that the neck compresses but the body stays long which results in tension. The hind legs disengage and essentially the front end just stops which results in a sudden downward transition that looks like the horse halts before moving off again. The balance gets lost, the rhythm's not there, the impulsion and contact goes out the window, and so too then does the suppleness and the straightness. So basically we need that leg and seat aids, but the rein does play a part too. And I think our natural instinct as riders is always to use our reins first. If a horse gets too fast, we pull on the reins. If we want to turn, we pull on the reins. If a horse is naughty or spooks, we pull on the reins. And I don't think I've ever known a rider that doesn't have this instinct to pull back. But as we said, what this creates is tension. Every time we pull on the reins, one of two things is going to happen. Either the horse is going to drop behind the contact and get tense in the neck, or they're going to brace and lean against the rider's hands, neither of which is what we want. So what then is the best way to use our reins? We've said that they play a role in nearly all the aids that we use. We use them for speed, for flexion, for direction, for controlling the height and the shape of the neck. But the rain should never be used on its own. If you think of using it in conjunction with a leg aid or a seat aid or both, you can never really go wrong. If you are unsure of whether you are using too much rain... Firstly think about what other aids you're using. If you're asking your horse to collect your seat and leg have a role for that. If you're asking for a downward transition your seat and leg aid definitely need to be a part of that too and if you're asking for your horse to be round your leg and seat definitely need to be there too. So you get the gist the rein is one of the aids you use not the only aid you use. Another thing to think about is always make sure your hands are a reflection of the contact you want. So we ideally want a soft and elastic contact so we need to make sure that our hands are soft and elastic. There are a lot of riders that come in with a horse that's too strong or too heavy but they're pulling back just as much as the horses. And I always say that a horse can only pull back as much as you are pulling back. And so normally what I get these riders to do is to ride with their fingertips around the reins rather than their whole hand, which basically helps them to not have the strength to pull back and they have to ride lightly. And normally what happens is the horse then becomes lighter and softer too. A similar thing tends to happen with horses that are too light. A lot of the time the rider's hands may be Too light and unsteady, and quickly moving the horse's bit in their mouth, even if they don't mean to. By steadying the hand and giving the horse a consistent contact to push into, you can definitely improve your horse's contact. So, a really good tactic if you have this sort of problem is to place a whip underneath your thumbs, and it's perfect for those of you that are visual or active learners as the whip kind of emphasizes how much your hands are moving round everywhere and you want the stick to be parallel to your horse's shoulders and not wiggling round everywhere. So the main thing I want you to take away from that is that when it comes to your reins and your horse's contact or how your horse's mouth feels, your position and your hands as the rider could be having a huge effect on this. So how do we actually practically go about using less rein and more seat? We said about the hands a little bit already, but essentially it comes down to making your seat and leg as effective as possible to help you not get into that hole of automatically going to your rein aids first. So the first thing we need to look at is, are you balanced in the saddle? Sitting straight and even across both your seat bones in the saddle is incredibly important. We spend our whole lives teaching our horses to follow our aids, but a lot of the time they may be following or reacting to aids. We don't even realize that we're giving. The more balanced you are, the more control you will have not only over your body, but also over the aids that you're giving to your horse. So an unbalanced rider may have unsteady hands. They may be pulling on the horse's mouth unintentionally or they may pull constantly on the horse's mouth to hold themselves up. They may also kick the horse without meaning to, or tense their leg muscles to keep themselves in position. All of this is gonna be signaling the horse to either come off the contact, lean against the contact, go faster, go slower, or it's gonna throw them off balance. None of these things we want, especially as we're not actually intentionally asking for these things in the first place. The second thing I want you to think about is to move with the horse, not against the horse. I don't know if anyone else was taught this, but I was always told to be still. Still leg, still hands, sit still in the saddle. The problem with this is that the horse is moving. So if you try and be still on a moving horse, that's going to end with a very jarring, not nice image because you're gonna be banging against that saddle, trying to be still when your horse is moving underneath you. Instead, think about having soft elastic hands, just like we want our contact to be. They need to move with the horse, not against the horse. The same is said for your body. Let your hips and your glutes move with your horse, staying soft to absorb the shock. We talk a lot about the core and how strong it needs to be, But I think this also encourages riders to kind of brace and hold all their muscles really tight. Instead, think about sitting tall and staying soft in your hips and your bum, so you're able to move with your horse, not against them. Taking your stirrups away is great for this because you'll feel if you start to tense your leg muscles or your glutes, you'll find your bum comes off the saddle and you start bouncing around everywhere. And we want to be sitting deep into that saddle and into our horses, because it's going to help us be so much more effective when we actually want to use our seat aids. The third thing is to always ask yourself, what am I trying to achieve? And am I using the aids that I should be? So if it helps, every time you're asking for something, give each of your rein, leg and seat aids a roll. So you know they're all doing something, rather than going into autopilot and just riding off feel. Generally, it tends to be the case that riders who ride automatically will tend to let those bad habits creep in. And this brings me on to my fourth point, which is to don't ride on autopilot. We talk about riding with feel like it's almost this magical concept. But really, riding with feel is basically riding on autopilot. And this is where you ride off your habits because you're not thinking you end up just doing what is automatic now everyone has bad habits so what we need to do instead is to ride with intention and think as we ride as well as feeling don't always assume that what is your automatic reaction is the right one I know for me if a horse spooks my automatic reaction is my safety mechanism to pull back which is completely the opposite of what I need to do, which is to put my leg on and push the horse forward. The best riders you will see are constantly assessing and analysing and thinking about their horse and their own riding as they go through the session. The problem with riding on autopilot is that you may find when you get off... You'll be able to decide whether that was a good session or a bad session, but you won't really be able to say why. You might not be able to remember what you actually did. And it might be that you end up just kind of riding around the arena responding to your horse and not actually training them or teaching them anything. So let's look at some ways then that we naturally want to use our reins for and how we can use our seat and leg as well in that. So the first thing is making our horse round. Big question around the reins, how to get your horse round? And I've seen many a creative way of doing this. Ultimately, though, it's easiest to think again about what you're actually telling your horse to do. If you were your horse's mouth, would you soften and give to a soft pressure, almost like a massage movement, that released as soon as you softened? Would you understand then that you were being asked to soften and that when you did, something good happened? Or would you prefer your head being pulled left and right with big quick motions? The answer is really obvious when it's said like that, obviously, but I know that why thinking about what you're actually communicating with your horse is so helpful is because you then actually think about the aids that you're using but also the response that you want to get as well as the response that you expect to get from the aids that you're using. I have seen and I call it the quick wiggle method which is that way that the rider gives these like quick give and releases but they alternate left and right and so they move the bit quickly from left to right so they go left right left right left right now generally this works but mostly with horses that have a tendency to lean on the bit because generally this effect the effect this has is that the horse comes off the bit so they stop wanting to take the bit down and out and instead they start arching their neck almost trying to get the bit lower in their mouth and get off the bit. The problem here though is that the rider on top sees the horse arch their neck and they come lighter so they feel relieved because they're not having to hold their horse up the whole time. If you were on the ground though, you would see that the neck was tense and arched but the back was still fixed like a brick wall. Essentially, they are not round throughout their whole body. And this is generally what happens when someone wants a round horse quickly. Instead, the more a horse engages their hind legs, the more weight they take on their back end rather than their front end, and the lighter the contact becomes. Making a horse round is a process. That horse needs to be pushing from the hind leg, working over their back in suppleness, be pushing into the contact and holding themselves up and balancing from their hind legs. Now the thing is this is incredibly hard to achieve and it takes time and yet it almost seems to be in people's minds the first thing that you need to accomplish in dressage. It's not about getting your horse in front of the leg, it's not about getting a secure contact, it's not about making your horse more supple. It seems to be as long as I can get my horse round, then I've achieved dressage. (laughs) But it's difficult because it generally comes when people want a round horse quickly. And I've seen this so many times when I've taught that they... They come in and they want their horse round within that lesson time. And it takes a long time to unwork that mindset that there are actually multiple things you want to, that you need to work on before your horse is able to actually go round and on the bit. A big example of this is I had a client come to me um, that had a horse that was behind the leg and wouldn't take the contact And he went round with his head in the air. And obviously the goal was that she wanted her horse to be round. But actually what we spent time working on was getting the horse in front of the leg. And then we moved to working on getting the horse more supple. And then we worked on getting the horse to take the contact. After a few weeks the horse worked in a forward rhythm, was far more supple and worked into the contact so much so that he started to naturally go round by himself. So the ideal way to get a horse round is to firstly think about what your basics are. Is your horse working in a forward rhythm? Do they have a soft consistent contact? Is your horse supple? Then when you have this, you can use your reins like we spoke about before with that soft massaging motion with both reins that says come softer, not come off the contact or lean against me. Your leg closes around the horse to keep that forward momentum pushing into the contact and your seat stays balanced to allow the horse to work over their back. So let's look at downward transitions then, or asking your horse to collect, because these are two more things that we automatically go to our rein for first. But your seat and legs do still have a role here too. Your seat is there to compress your horse's body, and it helps to rebalance the weight more onto the hind legs. And all you need to do for this is either slow your rising or sit a little back and deeper into the saddle and you can squeeze with your upper thighs or your knees too. Your leg is there to keep the hind leg active and engaged. As our seat has transferred more weight onto the hind leg, our leg needs to be used to keep the hind legs pushing that extra weight forward. Our leg is also super helpful for stopping the transition being too sudden or too jolted or having the horse come behind the contact when you ask them to collect or come into a downward transition. Your rein is then there as an additional aid. You may find that you don't actually even need to take too much pressure when you start using your leg and your seat first. A little pull back and give into the transition should be more than enough if you actually need it at all. The main thing though is to make sure you don't pull back the whole way through the transition and try and hold everything together. And I see this a lot in when asking a horse to collect that people just pull in the front end and hold and then that's kind of how they collect is they just hold the neck in. But this isn't collection because what happens is the horse then either leans against the hand, stays on the forehand, doesn't transfer their weight onto the hind legs like they should, they become unbalanced, they then tend to kind of be tense and tight instead of supple and soft and over their backs. So there you have it. Why riding with your reins isn't necessarily a bad thing at all, as long as you are not riding with just your reins. I really hope that you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please do share it. The best way to do this is on social media and do tag us in it too to let us know what you thought of the episode and what you are putting into practice in your training. Don't forget, we do also have the Training Hub, which is a membership platform with on and off the horse training, including 30 to 45 minute training sessions on your horse, workshops, training articles, mentor sessions, virtual lessons, video analysis. There is so much there to help you improve your knowledge and improve your riding. To join us, just head to our website, DecomplicatingDressage.com. Thank you so much for listening, everyone, and I will see you next time.